Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 331. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing, smashing, and otherwise, I don't know, something else. Host Chris, and with me is all those things, but more, like exponentially more, Jeff Risden. How you doing, brother? It is good to be with you, Chris. I, I'm, I'm definitely taller. I got that going for me. Chris. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, I'm taller in the, in the other direction. Um. Uh, <laughs> got a great show today. A lot to talk about. We got Galladay, Tag and Trade. A lot of talk about that. Everyone should say, what about Tag and Trade? What we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the history of that in the NFL, how that's worked, what we're looking for. A uh, little bit of combine time. A little bit of talk about that. I know. Oh, I know. And pour one out. And the fact that you can't buy a locker room. I mean, you can buy the, it's like a garage sale. You can buy a garage, right? But you can't buy it. Yeah, you can, t- you can technically buy a dead man's underwear if you really want to, but I don't think you really want to do that. You can't buy that soul. All right, we got all that, a whole lot more. We actually got a lot more than that's lined up today. We got a great show. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Oh, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Let's get right into it. First and foremost, we're going to get into the deep end. Uh, we're talking about uh, Kenny. Kenny Galladay is his name. And mm-hmm. the concept that everyone wants to talk about, tag and trade. Now, first, before we, I guess we get into the, the tag and trade, if you don't mind, Riz, set sure. up the whole Kenny Galladay situation. For, for folks that aren't familiar, let's talk about where things are today, and then we'll, t- we'll, we'll dive into the tag and trade. Piece. All right. So, he is a pending free agent. His contract expires on March 17th. The uh, uh, we, and by the way, I had to go to a seminar the other day that took 20 minutes on the di- difference between impending and pending. That's the fun things about being an editor these Wait, days. Okay, so so pending <sighs> you're waiting for, but impending is the choice it, already made. It's going to happen for sure. Yes, exactly. Very good. Wow. I could be an editor. See, this journalism shit is easy, Riz. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something that's for sure. Um, so Galladay will be a free agent, but the the Lions have the opportunity to tag him. They place the franchise tag or the transition tag upon him. That window started yesterday on Tuesday. It goes through March 9th. 
Nobody has used it yet. Nobody ever does it on the first day because they're trying now to negotiate that if they, well, if they're, if they want to, we don't know if they, the Lions really want to, because they have tried in the past to extend him and he wasn't all that keen on either the money or the situation with Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Um, I don't know whether it's either of those things or both of those things or any, any of those things at all, but he, they tried very hard last summer to get a deal done and it didn't happen. That's why we're at where we're now, where we're, where we are at now. Mm-hmm. And they can place franchise tag on him. And I don't have the exact figure in front of me, but it's something like 15.7 million um, as a minimum for one year. You get him for that one year. He gets the check up front, fully guaranteed um, cash money. Um, and then he's a free agent next year. And then the franchise price tag goes way up because then it's, it's 40% more than what it was this year. Right. Um, that's what the Dallas Cowboys are dealing with with Dak Prescott right now. That's why don't be surprised if Dak isn't back in Dallas because they can't tag him again. They physically can't. They don't have the, the able to do that. Um, that. That leads to another point that I, I have not covered um, in any written work yet is that you don't necessarily have to be under the cap at the time that you tag someone. You just have to be there at the time where the salary starts counting, which is March 17th. So. Right. If they tag Galladay for whatever the amount is, let's let's call it let's call it sixteen million, just as an easy number. The the Lions right now would have to cut some people to get to get to be able to afford to tag him at that point. Right now, this this isn't really a problem. There are a lot of dead. There's a lot of dead weight on this roster. Um, well, you, you need to if you if you need to figure out who's going to go. There's more um, dead weight in this roster than Tiger Woods' legs. Boom! I did oh, it. It may be too oh, soon, but I was the oh, first one. Chris. I was the first one. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> I'm so terrible. Terrible. Okay, go ahead. That's uh, that's some negative karma right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I I shall pay. I shall pay. All right. So I may have yeah, already so, paid. Actually, I may be cashing something in here. <laughs> you, yeah. You might have. You might need. You might need a chip or two there. <laughs> So you're dealing with the, 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 the choice is to pay Galladay uh, the franchise tag. If you can't work out a long-term deal with him, I don't expect a long-term deal in Detroit. Um, I don't expect that he's in that market with Detroit anymore. Uh, and I, I'm not sure that, honestly, that Detroit is in the market for a long-term deal with Galladay. It's a similar situation to where they were at with Ziggy Ansah, who is the last player that they franchise tagged. Everybody went into that knowing, okay, we're going to tag him so we can get a year out of him. He's too old for what he does. He's injury-prone. Um, he's really good when he's healthy, but he's a very specific skilled player. He's not a transcendent skilled player. And I think that's very true of Kenny Galladay as well. They tagged Ansa with the intention that we're going to let him play this one year and see where we're at after that. It turned out he, he played, I think it was 11 games, got eight and a half sacks. Um, you, can, you can fact check me on that, and I know people will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it wound up being best for both parties that he moved on after that year, and he did. He signed with Seattle um, and wasn't good. was better than Clowney, but wasn't good. And that's, uh, that, that's how that happened. And I can see that being an option for the Lions here with Galladay is to tag him for the one year. He's 27. You get him through another season. You're buying time, basically, because you don't have any other wide receivers on the roster other than Cephas. you got to have somebody catching the ball from Jared Goff or Plan B, um, whatever that might be. Um, we'll be talking about that a lot over the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. C, D, and E. <laughs> I, I suggest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an option. You can also do the, the, the franchise tag to trade. 
That doesn't get done all that often. It's been done. Uh, I actually did the, the column on this online. It's where you can look it up and read it concurrently while you listen, while, while we come in your earbox automatically. And uh, <laughs> wait, before, uh, before we go yeah, too deep in that, yeah, I want I want to yeah. ask you a question because Shoot, you, you talked to, you talked about what the franchise tag is. Um, right. I want I want to put some groundwork here. I want to put some kind of leveling Please for do. folks. If you were sitting in the Lions front office. And you could sign a contract. That, so let me not even put you in the front office. Let me just put you as an, an analyst. And you're about to sign Kenny, Kenny Galladay. You're about to peg what his salary should be in the NFL based on his skill set, what he has as far as availability, and so on. How much do you think he should be paid right now in the NFL? Oh, me personally? Yes, yes. I'd pay him... I would go because he's coming off of injury. I want some incentive in there. I want a little bit of protection on that. So my my, my salary would be probably twelve to fifteen million a year, maybe. Um, I, I'd go. I I would want him to take three years and forty million, and instead of having thirty of it guaranteed, I'd go to guarantee like twenty two five. Okay. Um, and that, that that's probably lowballing what he would get on the open market, but that's that's where I personally would be comfortable paying. And then restate. I, I, I don't, I don't want to go longer than that because he, he's getting older. Yeah. You don't know how he's going to fit with the offense. You don't know how he's going to fit with the new team. You don't know where the team's going to be at in in five years. You don't want that burden sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not. You'll find this out. And, and Chris, I know you you believe this too. Long, like five, six year deals, they're dead. They're done. Yeah, they're, they're certainly not happening this off season with the lower cap. Mm-hmm. But I think most players have learned from Kirk Cousins that signing more contracts more often is better for business than signing for the long term security guarantee. Yep. Yep. Now, let me ask you okay, again, the franchise tag amount that he gets is 15 and a half? Yep. It's more than that. I don't know. I don't know. It's. They haven't even said it. Normally, they said it this week while we're at the combine. Yeah. Ah, should be, I should be an indie now. Ah. <laughs> um, a figure on it being the estimates I've seen are like 15.7 up to, depending on what the cap is, because they don't have us at the cap yet. Like 17.1 is a top end, but that, that doesn't seem realistic to me. Yeah. So I, I, ballpark 16 million. Yeah. Just ballpark. Okay. Okay. So you, you, you're 12 to 15. You're a million out at 16 to tag. And we'll say right. just for, for the, the, for the sake of the numbers. And you have a player who's, who's probably, who was asking a lot more, but the, the world's changed around him as well as yes, the coaching has. staff has changed around him. He may yes. well, and this is something that nobody's talking about. He may well settle in for 14, 13 and a half. He tests free agency. We may, there may be no tag required. Um, for a guy who hasn't played a whole lot. Now we've talked about him five games last year, giving up the team <laughs> on the team a little bit. Some of that concept and what that means. It's interesting. That just adds another wrinkle to it. Right now. Right. I, now I have to say, Justin, thank you so much. You guys were at rock. Can't wait until the mock draft show. Is there a super chat amount to get into slack? You know what, Justin? Gosh, I don't even know. Do, <laughs> do it. Do another 10 and I'll, and I'll, I'll throw you in the yeah. slack. You're good to go. Yeah. You You're go. a good yeah. guy. Oh, thanks, Matthew. Really appreciate it, Dom. Uh, Super chat, four ninety nine. Nice. You guys are awesome. Um, okay, so I, I just wanted to get through those things <laughs> and and some of the other concepts because everyone's yeah. focusing on tag and trade and 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 no one's talking about the fact that he could sign for less. He asked for more. He could He's got a friendlier staff now. He may like it here more. There's just an option, right? Let's just know that there's an option and and we'll work with it from there. But okay. Tag and yeah, trade. It, right? It's it, it's not a foregone conclusion that they will tag him either. I know a lot of people have suggested that. 
Uh, I still need to see it to believe it. Um, that, that doesn't mean that it won't happen, but I, it, there's a lot of risk on the team end to tag him and not know what to do with them. And this is a new regime. And do we trust them to know what they're doing in that situation? I, I'd like to Holmes and Dorsey. Like I feel like I feel like and, and Disner, right? I feel like between the three yeah, of them, they've got like, their arms around this. I feel very confident that that Disner is not going to overpay for somebody the way that this the franchise has in the past for a guy like Jesse James or a guy like Hal Vitae. Yeah, I don't see that happening again. Now, is is Galladay going to be a victim of that? Maybe. maybe? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're learning. We're all learning how this new regime is handling things. I, I do think that the the Disney getting more power and more authority on the contract end means that you're not going to have those albatross contracts anymore. That's that's another reason why I'm pretty confident that Galladay, if he is back, it will either be under the tag or a lesser, like like you just said, the, a lesser figure than what the tag figure would be, but just over a longer time. And I don't think that it would be a deal where they're paying dead money in 2024 to get out of it if it's not working out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's completely fair. Completely fair. I feel, so I feel like we've set the table here, right? Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to this. And I think a lot of people, like I said, come in and say, tag and trade, you know, and, and, and that's that, or don't let them walk or, or, you know, let them walk, forget it. He's too expensive. Yeah. And, and there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gray to this. Um, Matt, I gotta, I gotta mention him from the super chat. I'm bald and have better hair. No, I don't. I'm lying to myself. Make me feel better. Matt, you have glorious locks. On your back. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 that was terrible. No, he's, he's a really good guy. I, I oh. like Matt a lot. And Justin, thank you so much, dude. Hit me up on the contact form on our website. Uh, hit me with an email and I will absolutely get you in the Patreon. Thank you so much for that. That was really, really cool. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Y'all are great. Yeah. it's the, We got the best audience out there. I'm telling you. They are the very, very As Ozzy Osbourne would say, thank you. We love you all. <laughs> all right. So tag and trade scenario awesome. and the history of this. And I'm going to go. Right. There's this this guy. You may have heard of him. His his name is is something like Jeff. I don't know. We just call him the Riz. And <laughs> he writes. For well, this, if, if, if the basketball announcer that my that my son's game yesterday, it is, in fact, Ryzen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you got to rise out of how well your son was playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did good. I'm proud yeah, of him. <laughs> I, know, I know he did. I just know he did. Um, <laughs> writes for the Lions Wire. If you haven't heard this Ryzen guy. <laughs> and uh, he's got a great article tag and trade here. <laughs> outcomes for franchise player and teams. This is just spectacular because you go through the history of other teams that have done this and yeah. what's the results. And you look at it, including trades and what they did with what they got out of it. Cause some of these, in some of these cases, it feels like the tag and trade are a little bit of the wheeler and dealer types in the front office, trying to trying to make a lot of moves, right? They got the used car plaid sports jacket on and it's just not working, yeah. right? It's just, it, it, uh, Spoiler alert, it's not working. So let's start with the Jags. Yeah, so they did Yannick Ngakwe a year ago. Yeah. Um, you might remember this. Um, they they have not gotten their compensation yet. They got a 2021, a second round pick this coming draft, um, which I think is number, excuse me, is number 45 overall. That's a pretty good pick. Um, and then they got a conditional fifth round pick that I think got waived because Ngakwe did not meet the incentive with the Vikings because the Vikings traded him away midseason to Baltimore. Um, that tells you how it worked out for uh, Minnesota in acquiring him. Jacksonville, yes, they're getting a second-round pick this year. Any any wild guess, and don't cheat, who was their sack leader last year? Kenny Galladay. 
<laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. Sorry. They had one player finish with more than 2.5 sacks last year. His name is Dwayne Smoot. You might remember him from playing at Illinois, and he's actually a free agent that I wouldn't mind coming to to Detroit at some point. But nobody else on that on that roster had more than 2.5 sacks. They finished with 35% less sacks and a less pressure rate than the Detroit Lions last year. Why? Because they didn't have their alpha dog and Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. They, they, they tagged him and traded him away. They're not going to recoup that with the number 45 pick in the draft. I'm sorry. They're just not. Mm-mm. No, no, <laughs> so, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. This, 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 I mean, is, is a hard loss. For the Jaguars, right? I can see people's machinations going in their heads already because I had this thought in the showers. I was formulating this article last night, but they got the number one overall pick because they sucked so bad. As a Lions fan for a long time, we've had the number one pick a couple of times in my lifetime. I don't want it again. I don't want to be that low. I That's me. I don't want to be there again. That's uh, Chris, do you want to be there again? I only if we trade a pair of firsts next year or the year after for it. Yeah, I don't want to earn it. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't, I don't no. want another one in 15 season. I just, I've had enough of that crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a middle-aged Lions fan from Cleveland. I've seen a lot of losing football. I need I need at least a little bit of a carrot and not not just sticks shoved up my, my where the sun don't shine. <laughs> You're sick or stick receiver. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, 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 and you've nailed it. You, you've, you've absolutely nailed it. So, this is a case where uh, it didn't work out. I want to move on because we have we do have a, a a situation where the converse is also true, and and I love yes. this is this is why Jeffrey is so damn good is because he's honest with you because he's honest and he gives you he doesn't give you an opinion he gives you data and lets you come to an opinion and form it yourself that's, that's unless he's screaming about linebackers or uh, yeah, or Dan Marino. Yes. Damn overrated chump. I, I love Chris Spooter and I feel so bad for him. But that moment was that I, I wish I had it on film because I've oh never seen anything God. like it. It's I was psyched up for my, my barbecued bacon cheeseburger with the king cake donut <laughs> bonds, man. I had a sugar rush <laughs> going, going on. Ready to go. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Texans, Jadavian Clowney. Um they tagged him and they, traded they, and him. They tagged him with the specific intent of trading him and to my knowledge, my recollection, they are the only team that said that right away. That like we're tagging him, but he's not playing here. We we don't want him. We just we just need our we need to keep our leverage. We need to get something in compensation for him to return because we're also going to sign free agents and not plan on getting compens- yeah, compensatory picks. I can't talk tonight. Um, we're going to talk about comp picks at some other point, not tonight. But uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of people who really want comp picks, and no, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, it's the wrong end of the world to be on. Yeah, so uh, so they they uh, the Texans did this. Uh, they traded uh, Clowney after tagging him for two players. They got Jacob Martin and Barkevius Mingo and a 2020 third round pick. Uh, Martin has more has twice as many sacks in two seasons in Houston as Clowney does over the last two years over two different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Clowney, Clowney, by the way, you, you really don't want him in free agency. No. Just, just no. Can, um, can we say about the the thing about Mingo? And I, I want to jump on that because okay, his name is so much more fun to say than his stats. <laughs> First round pick of the Cleveland Browns way back when uh, that never panned out. Nah. He was number six overall. 
he is he is why you don't take undersized pass rushers on the edge because uh, he, he was a flyweight and never learned to play with any power. Um, and the, the Texans actually dumped him um, after like not even half a season. Um, so they they took the 2020 third round pick. This is in the 2019 season before the 2019 season. This happened. They traded that mid season for Gary on Conley, the Raiders cornerback. And he actually helped them win their first playoff game. Remember that they, they, they had the game where Josh Allen decided to here take the ball. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and the Texans had that miracle. That was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. Uh, and he helped, he, he contributed in that. He, he forced a fumble in that game. Yep. But um, he missed all of last year and might not might not ever play again. So in the short term, they did they they got they they certainly got the better end of the trade and the tag and trade by trading Clowney. They're the only one that's a clear winner in that of the of the five that have done it in the last five years. Yep. So that's uh, and did you talk about Conley's future? A, a little bit. I mean, he's who knows what's going on with him. Uh, I don't think the Texans. I don't think. Mike, I don't think Gary on Conley knows what's going on. I almost called him Mike Conley because I've got basketball in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Texans are now a train wreck. But it's they actually won this one. Um, and this is a this was a Bill O'Brien deal, by the way. Um, he actually negotiated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's that's the best that you can hope for is getting. Um, a guy who winds up being better than the guy that he replaced, although nobody would have expected in the world that J- Jacob Martin would be better than Jed Van Clowney. Clowney is a better overall, ugh, a better overall all around player. He's very good against the run. He can play inside. He can play on the edge, but he does not rush the passer period. He just yeah. doesn't. No. Um, and Martin, Martin isn't great at instigating, but he does at least finish. Um, Clowney can start a few things, but he is, oh, we'll and- go back to the old one. I'll, I'll do this real quick. If you get a guy who creates pass rush but doesn't finish and doesn't hold the outside containment, you're better off not rushing him. That's Trey Flowers. That's Jadevian Clowney. If he's not getting to the quarterback and he is getting pressure, it's worse for your defense than not getting pressure at all. And that's Um, exactly why the Lions do not want to add Jadavian Clowney to their roster. I, you, yes. you, I knew you were getting there. And I, it yes. Was like, yes. Thank you for, for fishing me out there because I needed the line. <laughs> <Ruby it. laughs> All right. So that was a good one. Um, we'll talk next um, on the other side of it. Um, but I, I want to really quick talk about, you know, a lot of teams that do this tag and trade. Um, they wind up just having to deal with pain, anxiety, and insomnia like nobody's business. And how do you take care of that? You head over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get yourself some of the wildest, best CBD in the world. Some of it is actually pretty wild, so I don't, I don't want to overstate. But um, I just there's, there's two kinds of this stuff, right? Both kinds are good for pain, anxiety, and insomnia. They, they will help you with all three. Um, I used the cream. I just had a huge workout last week ahead of a, a, a logic test I had to take. I'll talk about what I'm going through right now. But uh, I was aching the next day, and I had my wife help me out, get the cream all over my back and arm, and I felt way, way better. It works all forms. This stuff is great. Now, the chill line. Now, stop. The chill line. <laughs> the Delta 8 stuff. That stuff will trip a drug test, but it will make you feel like the real deal. Uh, the regular stuff won't trip the drug test and still takes care of all three of those things. If you go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, it'll send you over to Diamond CBD. Use the keyword, uh, the coupon code 65 now. It's brand new. Came out today. It's a new one. 65. 65 now. Get 65% off the strongest collection. I'm getting absolutely nothing but top shelf 
recommendations from folks who have tried it. And not only am I the president, <laughs> I'm also a client. I'm also a client. Nice. Um, the stuff's great. This chill stuff is great. It's the stuff with the warning. Uh, but again, if you have testing or whatever, but you still want to take care of it, use the normal stuff. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. If you're not using the strongest collection that they have, that chill line, 65 now may might may not work, but you can always use Lions and get 55% off. There you go. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right. We'll continue with the breakdown here. And of course, we have yeah. our Risden, Risden, Risden Riz announcement coming up. Yeah, we do. I put an M on the end. I don't know why. <laughs> the first time I said wisdom. It's like wisdom. So, I don't know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do a little quick thing. When I taught middle school for one year, um, my kids thought that that was my last name. They couldn't like figure it out because apparently when they announced me as a teacher, they said wisdom. <laughs> I have a buddy whose name is Carlos. And when he wrote, when they wrote his name on the board, the L ran into the B. And the, the, he had a substitute teacher. <laughs> called him on his carbs. Carbs. <laughs> so he's been carbs ever since. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as unhealthy as things are, let's talk about the Seahawks and Frank Clark. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Frank Clark, this was another one where they – so, they tagged and traded for Clowney in order to make room for him. They had to tag and trade Frank Clark away. This is what Seattle does. Seattle wheels and deals. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So they got a mixed bag on this. They traded him to Kansas City. They traded him and a third-round pick in 2019. Uh, they got back a first-round pick in 2019, a third-round pick in 2019, and a 2020 second-round pick. All right, real quick. They used the first-round pick on LJ Collier. Three sacks in two years. They're actually thinking about cutting him. He was their first-round pick in 2019. I've heard from Seahawks people that he's, he's not safe. To make the roster. That's how disappointing he's been. He sounds so like he's tops for a Patricia roster, though. <laughs> See what did there. Oh, man. See what did there. Oh, <laughs> maybe Miami will take him. They, they run the same defense. There you go. <laughs> they did it pretty well. Um, give them some credit. Uh, so the other picks, then they traded, as they are wont to do. Um, they traded it uh, and netted a backup linebacker in Cody Barton. And they also used one of the, the, the booty from that, that traded pick on a guy named Demarcus Chris was a defensive tackle out of Florida State who has never played in the NFL. He didn't oh make my the God, team. Is it, it is around. Sir Mix a lot booty thick. Sorry, can't go with the booty reference without a booty. I'm thick. Sorry, <laughs> uh, better than John David Booty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barton Barton could be in line to start, but right now he is he's kind of their version of Jalen Reeves Maven, but he plays a little bit more. So that that's kind of the caliber of player that they got for that. Now they did score. With the other pick, they got a, they got the 2020 second round pick. They traded that again. Again, that's what they do in Seattle. They trade. They got a starting right guard in Damian Lewis, who I voted for personally and who made the PFWA all rookie team last year. He started all 16 games. They also got Alton Robinson in the fifth round from that trade. Uh, he actually has more sacks than Genevieve Clowney did in, in two years in, in 11 games, in 14 games last year. So, uh, uh, now that's all he can do, but. He, so that's positive. So, so they kind of got a win on that. But the pick that they traded, they traded to Carolina. Carolina took Jeremy Chin, who is one of the best young safeties in the game already and who probably deserves more run for Defensive Rookie of the Year than what he got. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's tough to balance that one. Let's do – Let's do. Let's just, are, they, are those guys combined better impact than what Frank Clark was on that team? 
maybe i i think i think honestly i think they will be next year because i think lewis is good and i think robinson's going to step up and i do think the barton has some potential so they're getting a little bit more out of that but sure. i mean frank clark started on a team that won a super bowl started on a team that made it back to the super bowl and led the team in sacks over that time period i mean that's that's impact baby um, yeah. and they did not get that impact in seattle out of what they got back so and and how much better could they have been if they really would have been able to find a way to team up Lewis and Clark? They would have found places nobody's ever seen. Oh, they could have explored many, many more playoff wins. <laughs> um, so let's just really quick, and we should, we didn't do it for the first ones, but I'm I'm kind of liking the idea. It's almost like a um, net promoter score here, right? <laughs> if you think about Frank Clark and this deal here with the C- the Seahawks, let's go from a plus five rating into a minus five rating with zero being yeah. flat in the middle. Where would you be if you had to rank this move overall for the Hawks? <laughs> I think I think now it's probably like a, a point five, maybe up to a one. I think in twenty nineteen, the first year of it, it's like negative five. It's 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 like here's the bottom. It's like buried like all the way down. Ooh, um, okay, okay. Slap in the ground. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Um all right, let's move on then. We're gonna just move- remember not every first round pick works out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> If Especially in Seattle. If anyone knows. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Let's, so, so, let's look at D4 to the Chiefs. D4. There. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs, in order to make Frank Clark, they do this um, a little bit later in the year, uh, but they, it's the same offseason. So the, the, you got the little shuffle going on. Clark goes to, to Kansas City. Kansas City tagged D4, and they also – from what I understand, I, I talked to my guy, Charles Goldman, the, the managing editor of Chiefs Wire, who's a really, really good guy, a good writer. Um, if you're ever interested in Chiefs, up, please check him out. Free plug for you, Chuck. Um, they they kind of were going to trade him, but they, they would have kept him if they didn't find it. And I kind of think right. that's analogous to what we're having in Detroit right now. Um, they he, he had 13 sacks that year. They got a, a second round pick in 2020 for it straight up. That that's That's the entire deal. They got Willie line yeah, linebacker Willie Gay. I can't talk tonight. Ooh, that's kind of tough. You don't want to mess right, up so, there, my friend. No, yeah. So they got Willie Gay, who's a linebacker who I liked a lot in the last draft. He played well for them. Uh, now he got hurt before their playoff run, so you didn't really see him in the postseason. He's a future starter um, if, if he wasn't already, um, and, and looks pretty good. He's he's kind of like I'm trying to. Uh, it's tough to describe him. Uh, he is somewhere in the Roquan Smith pantheon of oh, player. Okay. Um, not, not, not quite as high end as a pass rusher as what Roquan is, but, but does a lot of the other things pretty well. Pretty good player. Hmm. Now, this is one they got lucky on this. The, the Chiefs clearly won this one because, uh, Ford has played 12 games in two years. He missed all but one game last year. Uh, and oh, by the way, they did, they, they, they doubled down on their bad deal because that's what they do with guys like Jimmy Garoppolo too. Sign him for five years at $85 million. Oh, oh he's man. That's, that's, that's that. So, so give, give the, give the check mark to Kansas city on this one. Um, and the longer that that plays out, the better that deal looks because uh, they're still really good. Gay looks like a, a long-term starter for him and Ford, they clearly didn't need him. I mean, Frank Clark's better than him. So right. and, and that in that sense they, they got the better of the exchange. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna go plus five, minus five. Uh we'll go for the Chiefs on that one, probably plus four, Ooh, I would say. I, I think that's okay. I think that's fair. Um Dang because Ford they had the foresight to replace him. Yep. And um if if we're spinning this towards the Lions, 
how are the Lions replacing Kenny Galladay? Is that is that something that they have a plan for? Are they going to trade for if Allen Robinson gets tagged? They're just going to trade for him. That's 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 sort of the carbon copy situation. I don't. We don't know. We don't know what this organ what the new regime and the organization is going to do. So we we had no idea on the Jared Goff situation and Matthew Stafford situation when that flew. The world was like blowing up and on I fire. I still can't you know believe I mean? that the Rams gave up what they did yeah. to get rid of Goff. I really can't. No, yeah. I'm flabbergasted by that, and it's something you know. Look at the Wentz thing. I don't know that this is necessarily to get rid of Goff. I think this might be part of the. the I think I do think. That I, I think Los Angeles will tell you that they really wanted Stafford, and mm-hmm. I think uh, as as those of us who have watched Matthew Stafford play for a long time. I get that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But you better be careful. Get what you fucking deserve. Thank you, Joker. <laughs> All right. Last At one guy. of these points, I'm going to have to watch a Batman movie. Oh, that, the, the, I'm telling you, Joker, the most recent one is is now like I like movies that don't fit in a mold that are like completely different than how like I just rewatched Snatch for like the I'm not even kidding, like the 15th time. I love that movie, the way it's filmed, the way it's the the way the uh, the dialogue, all the, just different. that's the one where Brad Pitt speaks like unintelligibly. Right? It's a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Fabulous okay. movie. Uh, Joker is dark as heck. Uh, makes you think, but it's not like any other movie. I absolutely love how they everything, how they film with the camera, the whole. It's a great movie. I if you're gonna watch any of those, I, I recommend Joker. It's the, right. it's the best of any of those those flicks. So there you go. I have not seen the one since Arnold Schwarzenegger was oof, was a Mister Freeze. Yeah, what it was that, that, that was the last one I saw. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't do comic books. I don't do comic book movies. That's just not something that's ever you know rung my bell. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Joker yeah. isn't. Isn't in that genre at all. It's just a really okay. good movie. Just so you know. So there you go. All, all right. right. Jarvis Landry from the Dolphins. I don't know. Have you ever heard of him? Have you ever seen this guy play? I'm not sure. <laughs> Mr. <you>. Juice. <laughs> is he in your, is he in your world at all? Uh yeah, yes, he is. He <laughs> plays for the Cleveland Browns now because they tra- they the Dolphins tagged and tra- that's really hard to say. Tag and trade. Tag and trade, Jeff. Make sure I, I got that one right. They tagged and traded Jarvis Landry. Um, who was the NFL's leading receiver coming back off the 2017 season. They tagged him in 2018. Um, and before the, the tag period was even done, they traded him to Cleveland. Cleveland's like, please, give me, give me, give me. We need something because we're, we're terrible. We just came off a winless year. They got back a fourth-round pick in 2018, a 2019 seventh-rounder. Now, some of that, the, that's a very low compensation. Some of that was the fact that they knew that Landry was not going to play for them. They were done with him. Um, for whatever reason, they did not want to pay a wide receiver that much. So they, they, they purposely went into it knowing that they weren't going to get a lot in return. Their, that was their tag leverage. This is probably the worst case outcome for the Lions would be to get something back with, like what they did. So yeah. what did they get for it? The 2018 pick they traded and traded and traded and the player trade. Eventually picked with that pick was none other than Deshaun Hand for the Lions. <laughs> that pick that got conveyed in that got dealt and dealt and dealt and became Deshaun Hand. Yeah. <laughs> so the Lions got something out of that deal. Um, then, so they actually did better with the the 2019 seventh rounder. They took Miles Gaskin, who is the best running back on their roster. Uh, he ran for over 500 yards last year, and he's probably the number one. Runner going into the year, um, and he's he's good. He's a good player, um, a, a quality um, member of a backfield by committee, which is what the, the, the Patriot esque Dolphins like to do. But they gave up Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Remember, he was the NFL's leading receiver that year. He's caught at least 
74 passes every year. He averages 80 passes, 950 yards, and five touchdowns a year for Cleveland. He's not their number one wide receiver either. They have another guy better than him in, in Odell Beckham Jr. He just happens to be hurt right now and a lot. So also, I will say this for those who worry about these things. Um, so there's, there's, I'll go Cleveland for a quick second on this. Browns fans are in a real tizzy right now about what to do with Jarvis Landry because he's overpaid. They're paying him $14.5 million this year and they're paying, or 15.5, and they're paying Beckham another 15. So they're paying $30.5 million, $30. million to their top two wide receivers and they're not a, a wide receiver centric offense. So there's a lot of people that are upset with Landry in Cleveland because he's overpaid, but he is their unquestioned locker room leader. I know people look at Baker Mayfield. They look at Nick Chubb. Those guys are better players than him. You look at a guy like, like, like Jack Conklin. Uh, like Joel Batonio, those are, those are the, the, the really good players. Landry's in that pantheon. He is the spirit of that team. He is the, he is the juice, as his nickname is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be very difficult for them to replace if they get rid of him. He's not going anywhere, by the way. He might have to take a pay cut, but he's not leaving Cleveland. Yeah. So have the Dolphins had any wide receivers? They got one year out of Devontae Parker, who was really good. And the rest of the time, their wide receivers are awful. They are definitely in the market for multiple wide receivers this offseason, be it free agency. And they, they could be a team, by the way, that's interested in tagging and trading for Galladay. <laughs> so that's, again, if you're, and, and this was the overwhelming conclusion that I had when I wrote this. If you've got a plan for what to do after you trade the guy that you've tagged, you're probably going to be okay. I think, I think Houston did that. And I think Kansas City did that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Miami didn't, you know, you've got to have that. And if the Lions don't learn that lesson, I don't want LJ Collier coming to this football team, the the, the 2021 equivalent of him, which would be, oh God, who's, who's, who's an overrated pass rusher in this? Um, Joseph Osai from Texas would be that. Um, a guy that I think is probably a fourth round talent that a lot of people are chumping up to the first. And I can see Chris Robbins already furiously typing angry letters to me because I know he likes him. <laughs> I love you too, Chris. <laughs> He's not my guy though. Osai is not. Um, I, I want, I want better than that. So I want to see if they, tra- if they trade a Galladay, I want something tangible right away that I can judge. Okay. This is what we're getting. Now, I know that the Lions are on a, a, a longer-term plan, and, and it's, it's sort of where um, what, what San Francisco was – not what San Francisco was doing, because San Francisco was clearly loading up to, to run on a title. And, I mean, they got to a Super Bowl, but D4 didn't really help them get there. Mm-hmm. If they're – I want a wide receiver who can be like – I don't know. I'll make up a number. 75% of what Galladay is and more around that right. in return. Yep. And the Lions had, if they are tagging Galladay with the purpose of trading him, have that in mind. Don't just be like, okay, we got to take X offer. Oh, oh, we have to trade him, even if all these offers suck because we said we're trading him. What do you pay? I don't. Go ahead. I don't think. I don't. I don't think they're that dumb. But again, it's a new regime. What We've tried to give new regimes the benefit of the doubt in the past, and. <laughs> These guys are killing me in the chat. There's there's a conversation about no pants, my comment about snatch, um, and I'm going to go ahead and add in <laughs> Penasini and uh, Deshaun Hand, <laughs> and, and they're all mixing up together. So there you go, uh, Matt. You and, never uh, want to mess up Penasini in your hand. That's <laughs> that's just not good. Not good business practice. <laughs> Definitely pants free for that. Uh, Matt, the edible yes. is hitting, and Riz's voice sounds just dreamy. Yeah, he's he's I, on the the CBD Detroit Lions podcast. I know it for hundred percent sure. There you go. 
And oh. Matthew, Dom, Big Dom, no pants, loves. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I've had some good interactions with with. He's awesome. With Dom, he's yeah. awesome. All right, so there you go. Um, you got the take on it. Now let me ask you really quick one last piece around the Galladay thing. Uh, again, how much are you paying? I mean, no, no. How much do you think Allen Robinson gets? And then how much do you think Godwin gets in 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 free agency? This I, I think Godwin is getting tagged by Tampa, and, and I think they're they're tagging him to keep him. Yep. By the way, I think that's a situation where they they want to they are playing year by year as many years as Tom Brady wants to play. They want to, and they want to be able to clean the deck after that. So franchise tag makes a lot of sense for them in that regard. Let, let's tag him for this year, pay him the the sixteen whatever it is, sixteen million as a ballpark again. I'll tell you the word around here with uh, yeah. Godwin is Mike Evans is willing to take a pay cut. There's a lot of guys willing to take pay cuts to keep people too Damn. so yeah i don't think must he's be going. nice to win oh god yeah <laughs> so so i don't think he's going i would love to sign him but let's just say he gets out in the and somebody yeah. you know he he doesn't stay he's he's out for so the he's money. he's younger mm-hmm. and i think that plays into it yep. he's i think he's two or three years younger than both galladay and robinson yep. um and galladay's older than robinson yep. uh so godwin godwin would probably be worth an average of twenty million a year. Okay. I think Robinson will get a little bit north of that if okay. the Bears don't tag him. It sounds like they are, um, and I'm, I've, I've been reading back and forth on a lot of Chicago things. They really, really want to keep him, but I also think that he's really made it clear that he's not necessarily keen on being back in Chicago and right. would like to be a free agent. <laughs> so let's think about this. He's he's going to get more than Kenny Galladay. He should. Let's put. He well, should you know, get more than he's a better, com, more complete receiver yeah. than Kenny Galladay is. Where I'm going, it, with it, this. if you don't see that, take your Lions glasses off. Where I'm Sorry. going with this is the difference in a Robinson or Godwin if he comes free is seven to eight million dollars, right? For what about what you're right. signing? I'm I'm talking thirteen, fourteen million for, for right. Galladay, right? If you can sign him for less than the franchise tag, if it's the franchise, let's just let's say it's sixteen, right? All right. Right. That difference, anywhere from five to seven million dollars for Robinson or Godwin over Galladay, I'm going to put my foot down and say it's worth every penny. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and again, some of that is the fact that you're bringing in a new quarterback who is not Matthew Stafford, who is not going to throw the ball to a covered receiver. That's not something Jared Goff does. If you've watched it, I'll pimp. I'll pimp Justin Rogers here. Justin Rogers did a great breakdown yeah. of Jared Goff and what he saw from a Lions point of view watching the Rams offense. Rogers the, 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 the throws, the, specifically the sideline throws where he's covered, Jared Goff is never going to throw that ball. Never. Yep. Never. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so that that and that's a big portion of what Kenny Galladay now Galladay does, does give you more than that. Goff is really good at hitting receivers on the run in stride, crossing the field, or coming coming uh, in conjunction in layered routes. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily what Galladay does great. So I think that there's less value for the current regime with the current quarterback. Now, I'm gonna- that's presuming that Goff is your quarterback. I think you and I agree on this, Chris, that Jared Goff will be the quarterback in 2021. Yep. Beyond that, all bets are off. I'm going to say, though, and I'm going to put this caveat there about Goff, what we talk about in the uh, hitting guys on the run and so on, how he plays, that's just because that's what we've seen in the McVay offense. He and that's what they have. Have yeah. other talents that have not shown themselves yet. So I don't want to put him into a box yet that that's all he can do. It's no, just it's not. But that's, do, right? We've yeah. seen him do and succeed doing that. And yes. you're absolutely still right. 
that he's not throwing people open. That we haven't seen right. that happen. So there's still uh, a, a, you know some facets of the golf diamond that we have not seen yet and i just think that's gonna you really gotta go back to like the 2017 year where he led the nfl in yards per attempt yep. uh and his career yards per attempt is higher than stafford's by the way yep. um although the last two years they've they've gone in opposite directions but uh what we see this yeah. year what we see this year from him will reveal who jared goff is what we saw yes. in in uh la I think we've seen some some signs, but I don't think we've seen all of what Jared Goff has to bring to the team. It may be bad, the extra stuff. It may be good. We don't know what it is, and it'll be 2021 that reveals who Jared Goff yeah. is to us. And I'll, I'll tell you, Agreed. also, the next two years, having those two first-round picks, having a real offseason, having a college football season, having your scouts in place, having all the information and data – Makes it a lot easier to hold off for a year or maybe two to pick up your quarterback in the future. That's Having a combine? What? <laughs> I'm just going to say, that's where I'm at. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I don't disagree. Um, I, would not, I would not rule out taking a quarterback this year, but mm-hmm. it's not something that you have to do. And Well, the fact we only have six picks this year even makes it – to pick a guy to sit for a year behind Goff is just an extreme luxury move. When you have so many gaps and holes in your roster to fill, yeah. you need to plug those holes this year. If next year isn't the year to get the quarterback, you've got plenty of holes still to plug. And you can make a competitive team still with Goff. Have you seen him make it to a Super Bowl? Uh, and then pick your you with a really good team, team around him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Put yeah. a good team around him until you get to the point you still have. You have next year and the year after to really go after your quarterback if Goff isn't the guy, and still have a respectable team on the field. Does that make sense? Am I am I crazy? Have I done all the no CBD? no that's that, that's not <laughs> no that's not crazy. Um, it, it's not it's not the way that. I my take is that if if this regime sees the quarterback that they like and they can get him this year, they need to take him this year. But they don't have to take him if they right. if they're not Great sold point. on Trey Lance at seven, if they're not sold on Mac Jones if they trade back at eighteen, um, and they shouldn't be, then uh, then don't take him. Yeah, you don't have to. Don't be like the Cleveland Browns taking taking Brady Quinn and Brandon Weeden and Johnny Manziel and Sean Kaiser and all these crap ass quarterbacks because they have to. That's a great point. Yeah, that's don't be that. That's the context that I left out. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah, I really, the, really the Jaguars that. did that for years. The Vikings did that for. That's how Christian Ponder winds up as a top ten pick. Yeah, you don't have to force it. Yep. That that's why those extra first round picks are awesome because they have flexibility. If they really want, if they want to move up to number two this year, they can. Yeah. They have that ability. Yeah. yeah. If they really like Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, they can go get them. And next year. They can do and it next, next year. That's right. And they can if they the really like who I, I, I couldn't I begin to tell. I know Sam Howell's out there for, from North Carolina. I haven't watched him in that context yet to know. But uh, if Stafford, they really like who's there next year. Matthew Stafford gets injured. You're number one overall. You can be number one overall next year with that Rams pick and your first rounder or the year after. And you have two years of something that's been kind of pretty likely and a leaky as hell offensive line in L.A. I'm willing to roll the dice on that and and see what happens. We just know who we have. We know who he is. I don't wish it on him at all. I love the guy to death, right? But if I'm thinking strategy, I have time and I have a lot to work with to build out this team to to get my guy if if Goff isn't him. And golf's right. young enough to be him if he is. So there we go. All right. Um, I want to do. Um, we do. The, the, we've been talking about the announcement now for two days. Um, a little okay, bit of a let's different do it. change. 
And thank you, Ruz. That was a great article about the tag and trade. And, 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 and I know a lot of people wanted us to talk about that. So thanks, everyone, yeah. for for holding out for us to do that. Um, thank you for clicking on it, too, people. I appreciate that. Yeah, anytime. Go to my, Lions my kid needs shoes. click like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> my um, kid ate a box of Cheerios since he got home from basketball practice when we started this show. <laughs> it's not sitting over there next the, to the trash can. The Costco box. The- <laughs> All right. So we, a couple of changes going on around here. I just want to say... Um, Really quick, first off and foremost, um, there is literally nothing negative going on between anybody as I talk about this. And I just want to make that really, really clear. Um, Case has a whole lot of life in his lap right now. And it's just it's just kicking him up and down. And it's become hard for him to even plan to do a weekly show. And love the guy to death. Absolutely love him to death. Absolutely. No animosity or anything like that. But we need to be able to put together a show with regularity for you folks. Otherwise, you know, why do it? And and it just it's just not fair to you. It's not fair to us. And we all have lives that we try to plan around. So Case is going to take a little bit of a hiatus now. Always welcome back. He's always welcome, as as we say, to come in and join he, the show. And he, he, he can he can come in tonight if he wants to. Yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and uh, always welcome and and love the guy to death. He may even show up at the training camp and all those kinds of things, right? But right now, life is just out of control for him, and and he needs to get his arms around it. That being said, it's it's not it's not it's not negative in his situation. By the way, he's not like he's not in a clinic no. or anything, drying no. out or anything like that. No, he's no. he's just got a he's lot. Sure. There's a lot of things going on yeah. that that Case needs to attend to being Case too. And let's let's be that fair. There's a little bit of love in his life too, right? <laughs> and that's, ah, that's to be young and in yeah. love. Yeah. So there's ah. a lot going on for my man, and it's not fair to him <laughs> to put these kind of expectations on top of it of, of all that other stuff for him. So Riz yeah. has graciously stepped up and is taking on a a role as our weekly host with me. So it's Chris and Riz right now. Again, Case will join as as he's allowed and as as his life allows. But Riz is now uh, the co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast with me, and I appreciate Riz you stepping Thank in you. and taking this role. It's, thanks for thanks great. for thinking of me. I appreciate it, dude. Love you to death. You're, you're spectacular. So weekly it'll be Riz and I, and I also want to say that uh, Andy, our, our our good buddy Sam, man, he's he said you know he can't quite commit to every week. We talked about doing a three person show and that kind of thing. Um, he is going to be a fill in guy and whenever he can join and we don't want to overwork him because he's got a business he runs and all the other stuff. So yeah, he actually does like important things in real life. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. So we will bring uh, Andy on and Riz on. But uh, for sure, you're going to see a whole lot of Riz here and um, <laughs> work your yeah. dollar. You set you lock, lock it up. Jeff, I love you more than Lions Wire does. And I feel oh, the same that's way. That's nice. Oh, <laughs> you guys are nice. There you go. So there's the big <laughs> announcement. There's Jeff's big role on the show. Show, Jeff, yeah. again, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the first time we had you on. The second time we had you on, really, the first time was great because Case and I were like, we don't have to say anything. We just kind of point him. Yeah, I just, just, yeah, I just, I just, I just go, I talk a lot. <laughs> and then the second one is when we were like giggling to ourselves. What if we just call him Riz? <laughs> and then we did, and it was like, is that okay? Like, <laughs> it was just funny. It was fun times. You guys didn't know that you actually cold called me. To yeah. do that, yeah, yeah, I remember do. that. Yeah, <laughs> we we do that every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I've so, become more selective now. <laughs> yeah, it's, whew, got under the radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. So, no, uh, no, I I appreciate that, and and thank you for for giving me a forum for all these years because it's um it, it's great. I don't have the radio anymore. Um, ESPN ninety six one in, in Grand Rapids is no more local. Uh, they only do national stuff, which 
you know, I miss that. I miss talking. I miss talking for three hours every, every day. Yeah. I love <sighs> the complimentary skill set we've grown to, right? I mean, how much you bring to the party and, and you have this, this, this whole kind of riz army <laughs> you know the whole thing and yeah. and and growing with us we, we watched you grow although you started earlier and we're bigger kind of growing together over the years has been a lot of fun and yeah, and, and, and staying connected like this has been great and it's i i love being able to call you and andy and case and and, and all you guys the folks i've met here friends yeah it's, it's absolutely it's really something special I've, I, I've, something I've met cool. some really good people that i've that i've had relationships with now outside the show that I, it's great yeah. i love it i yeah. love it and especially in the in the time that we're in, having that human connection is really really important, um, and it's it's great. Um, yeah. Especially since since I'm at home, I work from home. My wife now works from home all the time, so we're together all the time. So it's nice to have guy time when I can't go out to a restaurant and yeah. do that or, or go to a football yeah. game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's nice to have that uh, in an online situation, and and people have you know become more than that. And that yeah. that's great to me. I love it. I'll tell you the thing, the, the thing I cherish the most in people and why, and, and why there's so many in the media that I, I, I don't get along with and I don't put on my Riz list, we'll call it. Um, and it, it comes down to one word, authenticity, who you really are and being who you are. And that's what I love about you, Riz, and what I love about Andy and what I love about Casey, you guys, the people that I hold close and that I really enjoy. It's that honesty that authenticity and, and that being true to yourself and who you are, that means a lot. And, and there's very, very few people I found in this world that do that anymore. And, and it's, I'll tell you guys, I'll give you some advice. When you find folks like that, grab them and hold them close because those are the yeah. people you want to surround yourself with. So. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Sean Belegian a little bit of credit there. When I first started into the, I, I talked my way into his show um, <laughs> back in Grand Rapids, back in 2014. Um, and we wound up meeting and, and hitting it off. But he told me, don't ever stop being who you are. Um, and that was great advice on his part. And, and my good friend, Emery Hunt, Mr. Football Game Plan has, has said basically the same thing to me. Um, and I, I, I owe them credit for that. And it's, it's great advice. Um, I learned it. I learned it from being a new, I was a new kid twice in high school. I moved to the middle of my freshman year and then I moved again before my senior year. And I figured out in between those times, people don't like you for who you are. They're just not going to like you. Don't try to be something for somebody else. Just if you like yourself, it'll, it, there you go. Maybe some of those other guys aren't just be playing a role. Maybe they're being who they are. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Also, important safety tip. Don't move when your kids are in high school, especially twice. Ooh. Thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, we'll go on. We'll talk football. Thank you guys for uh, in, indulging us for that. Don't go down that detour. <laughs> yeah, I did it once, and I, I well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, combine time. Woo! Party time. Oh, I would be the there. I, Chris, I would be there right now. And, and, and Eisen would be doing his thing, right? He, he, would, do, he would do that Saturday morning. Um, so today would have been... Today is today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Today would have been the first day of media interviews with general managers and coaches. I would have been standing five feet in front of Brad Holmes today. Damn it. <laughs> I think his, his first real in-person press conference would have been today or, or, or tomorrow morning. Probably today, though. Um, and, and Dan Campbell would be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And I think you probably might have been closer just because they're better people than the, the last folks that did those roles. Um, yeah, so Combine. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay, for, yeah. I, I love what we'd be doing today. Um, I'm thinking about last year I was in 
California for this. I was watching it on TV and, and frustrated that I couldn't be there and had to be there for work. And then I came home and went to work for three days. And then we locked everything down and and, and we're never to be yeah. seen again. Right. Um, yeah. That that was tough. So let's let's talk about Combine. What What's going on now? What we would be doing and what are we doing now? We've got to be getting data just as good. It's got to, we've got so, to be having so solid we're, we're relying on pro days and the pro day circuit has been the wild west. And I've complained about this on this show before. Uh, and I will again a little bit again here. They've been completely pointless in the last few years. They've become glorified exhibitions with quarterbacks throwing against air with guys doing carefully choreographed and scripted workouts. That's going to change a little bit this year. Um, the, there will be NFL representatives on hand to verify the measurements and the timings and things like that. But again, it varies from, from place to place. From uh, the, the, the ruler at Louisville is different than the, than the ruler at Houston um, and the ruler at Florida State and the timing and the laser timing versus hand timing, all that. It, it's not going to be as uniform or as exact as what we're used to. That's just that's just the fact of 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 combine in, in the time of COVID. That's that's where we are. Yeah. yeah, they're making do with it. Most schools are being pretty good about accommodating um, requests for players to do um, like if if I, I can't think of an example off the time. Um, uh, okay, Josh Imator Bebe, a wide receiver from Illinois, um, started at USC. Has a 47 and a half inch vertical leap. It's documented, but he, it's on video. You can go see it. It's amazing, by the way. Um, oh, you're not like laughing at like the, the numbers. This is real. No, that, that's real. He has a 47.5 inch vertical leap and it, you can, you can watch the video of it. It's a four so, foot so, vertical. So, so people want to see him do that again. So you can bet that at Illinois pro day, he's going to do his vertical. Wow. <laughs> he's, they're not going to let him sit that out. Yeah. It's, it's you unbelievable. Could, you could dunk it four feet tall with a vertical. like that. <laughs> yeah. He's an insane athlete. Doesn't wow. catch very well. Doesn't run very good routes, but he's a freakish athlete. Wow. Um, so, so things like that will, will still happen. Um, you know, you're going to see guys, guys that have questions about their speed. They're going to be encouraged, but not forced to run. Um, you know, at the combine every year, it happens every year. This is something that we grumble about as we're sitting in the press room at Indy, which is a massive, massive conference room. I think it seats, I want to say like 700 and it's usually at least half full of people. So when we're at the combine with media access, other than a select few, we are not in where they're doing the testing. We're all watching it on a closed circuit TV. They have several of them around this conference room. So we're all sitting with other members of the media um, watching it as we're, we're getting it like a little bit before on the feed that, that that's going out over the NFL network. But, uh, so we're not, we're not in Lucas oil field, by the way, the one year I was in Lucas oil field, they did not have the heat on in there. It's freaking cold in Indianapolis. Icicles yeah, so. on the inside. Oh man, it, it <laughs> was falling, hurting players. It, and so that all. was the year that they took pictures of everybody sleeping in the stands. We're sleeping because it's like fifty-eight degrees in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is that? Cry, not cryology, but whatever. Yeah, uh, you know, cryogenics. Cryogenics was changed. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It felt like that. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> We're talking yeah. about rocket scientists in the chat, and I'm I can't even say cryogenics. I'm like <laughs> cryogenics. Yeah, cryo. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. So make it a make it a lyric. So spend a state of cryogenics. Oh. Military intelligence two words combined that can't make sense. That's a great song. Ooh. Ooh, maybe that's a good a good band. Yes. Mustaine, you think Mustaine is is still bitter about the whole Metallica thing? I think he is. Absolutely. <laughs> I, the la the last book I read was Dave Mustaine's autobiography. That's where my head is. That's my leisure reading. <laughs> I read it poolside this summer. Um, he's sort of my my um, my aspirational spirit animal. 
if I Ooh. could be. Okay. Um, I, I I love the guy. I love Megadeth. So yeah, yeah. no, that's go. interesting. I, I I love the band too. Um, Metallica's had a really funny kind of career. They're now what are they? They're they're complaining about somebody like they did about Napster now, but whatever. All right, let's so move they, on. yeah, they, they, <laughs> that, that that that's for a different show. But um, Metallica's S and M too, by the way, is out, and that was my my. As you know, people who've followed me for a long time know. I don't watch, I don't listen to the broadcast. I listen to music. Um, I have a very strong uh, sense memory to recall um, yeah, ability. Yep, yep. Um, I, I associate with the music on that. So uh, if, if, like, if you play, if you play Megadeth's Rust in Peace right now, I would be taken back to my climatology 201 class at Ohio University because that was what I, what I listened to when I studied for that class. I can still remember that if I, if I start singing, I, it, it, it literally comes back into my head. So I associate musically with what I'm watching our, so I can play it I can play it back that way that, that's how my mind works our drive to senior bowl two years ago was it when we went from New Orleans to Mobile yeah and had the radio on the conversation yeah. and, and, and you know I'm, I'm just a passenger I'm riding along it's, it's fun yeah. the conversation shifts with the music I don't know if you recognized I, it it was yeah. like wow okay this yeah. is a new topic <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's that's the way my I I, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I listen to music. That's that's what I do. So uh, it, it, it's a very big thing for me. So I was listening to Metallica's S&M 2 over the weekend, watching the Alabama wide receivers um, and also Mac Jones and, and some of the defensive backs they were going against, too. So that's very fresh in my mind now that we're talking about, yeah. about music. So. so I will a little hint. Uh, the upcoming vlog I'm doing this week, I was going to do it last week, and I just couldn't. And we'll talk about why. Um, we'll include a reference to Jason Newstead. Just so you know. Oh, no. And, it, it's, and, 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 and that's not even the most interesting reference. I'm going to tell you. It's, it, I, I've got, I've got wow. a really cool thing teed up here. So, All right. So we've got the combine. We've got the pro days. I think we're through. Is there anything else we need to talk to before we move on to our chatter about quarterbacks? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. But I, no. It's just. there's, there's a, So one of the reasons. Uh, uh, we'll talk about my vlog and why it's delayed. Um, briefly, um, and a lot of people have asked about this. Um, I am now solo at Lions Wire. Um, if that's what you were hitting at, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> um, so, so Eric Schlitt, um, has left Lions Wire. He has joined Pride of Detroit as their managing editor. Mm -hmm. Um, there is absolutely zero, zero animosity between Eric and myself. He oh, called yeah. me on Friday, told me what was going to happen. What did he call I you? talked with him. I've, I've talked with Jeremy Reisman, who runs Pride of Detroit. We are all friends. We are all very down with the situation where I'm very happy for Eric. I will continue to support him. I will continue to love him. He's a great lion's mind. Everybody should follow him and listen to what he has to say. Cause he's one of the smartest people that I know he is connected with the team, probably better than I am at this point, just cause he's been around that so much um, continue to support him. But uh, for now I am running lion's wire solo. Um, and there are various options out there that, that, that people above me, way above me are exploring as to what's going to happen with that. But I will still be there for sure. Um, it's just a question of, will I get a sidekick or anything else? And that's, that's out, but there's nothing between Eric and I, you can ask him, you can ask anybody who knows either of us. Well, we're still really good friends. We, we actually, we, we, we chatted today. Um, there, there, it wasn't, I did not force him out. I know that there's that, that vicious rumor that, that could not be further from the truth. It's funny how you did the move on him and Case in the same week. That's all oh. I'm just going to say. Oh, the optics are terrible, <laughs> aren't they? Oh, no. 
He's a terrible person, everybody. (laughs) I'm as duplicitous as they come. (laughs) I'm next. I'm blinking SOS. (laughs) I'm coming for you. (laughs) No, no, that's great. And Eric's great. And, 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 And again, the thing I love about Eric the most about his podcast is that it's so complimentary to what we do. I mean, the two together really bring the coverage of the Lions that you, you, you're looking I mean, you got full coverage at that point, right? I mean, it's, it really is, and it, it scratches all the different inches. So, and, and I know there's yeah. a lot of other ones out there. I'm not saying don't listen to them or anything like that because there's room for a whole lot of podcasts in people's lives. But I just, if I, as a listener and someone who, who likes podcasts and Lions, those two, ours and theirs, and of course I'm biased on ours, but seem to be yeah. like the two that kind of cover the full spectrum and give me everything. Yeah, the, the, there, there's about. a lot of really good NFL podcasts out there, and I think there's more of them coming up, and, and sorting through them all, quite honestly, is very difficult. Make it a point to listen to this one and make it a point to listen to Eric's, because I do, and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. That's Again, I'm a music guy. I'm not a podcast guy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, again, don't don't try to create anything between Eric and I. There's no friction there. He was not asked to leave. He was not fired. He left on his own for a better opportunity that gives him a chance to do at Pride of Detroit what I do at Lions Wire. Mm-hmm. And I encouraged him to take it when he presented that to me. I'm like, dude, you got to go. You got to do that. The, so. the only friction comes from a place of love. All right, we're going to move right. on. We disagree about a lot of things Lions-wise, but uh, behind the scenes, we're, I, I still love Eric. He still loves me. If, if, if he doesn't, he's a really, really good liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now he's calling him a liar after he assassinated <laughs> Case. Get this. All right, here we go. We're going to move on. Um, Chris Spielman. I'm, I'm just, just going to go here because we are, we are running Spielman. a little behind. Chris yeah, we are. We got to do this. Spielman do it. says you cannot buy a locker room. I, you know what? The Silverdome sold for $500,000. You could have gotten two locker rooms. Tell me you can't buy a locker room, Riz. I, I, I wouldn't have minded having like uh, like Billy Sims' stool. stool. Dude, the, the, the footstool, not, not his actual stool. That's that's gross. I but like a footstool about- or like... um. I don't know. I thought about trying to put a consortium of people together to buy the Silverdome, but the taxes were the thing that made it impossible to do. Could you imagine? Like, I mean, it's it's so, so it's half a million dollars. Get twenty people together to get a mortgage and buy the freaking Silverdome, right? Buy the Silverdome. Do, do your own truck pulls. I mean, I mean, you could do all kinds of crazy. Do the podcast from the fifty. I mean, I mean, upkeeping that. When they sold it, the roof was gone, though, so right? What? It's a summertime event, right? You, you just go up there and cut some <laughs> some old tarp out from the roof. I don't know. I, I, I thought about it, but it, it just wanted to be too much maintenance cost. But wouldn't that have been freaking crazy for half a million dollars? Think about how little that actually is. People have houses all over the place. Like it was less than when I was living in California and the neighborhood I lived in and, and all the neighborhoods this is less than the cost of a house. I was like, holy cow, I can't believe it went for so cheap. Whew. Okay. Not buying the Silverdome, but you can buy a locker room. What was Spielman talking about then? So he's talking that you cannot build your team primarily through free agency. It was the context of what he said um, in his radio interview the other day, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. He talked about it. Um, he was really good, by the way. Um, and it was a good interview. Uh, I'll, I'll give the guys at 97 one some, some credit. They asked good questions and, and yeah. coaxed some good answers out of him. Yeah. Um, so well done on their part. I think there's a purposeful fence mending going on. I, I really do. With, I, do with the I agree. And so on. I think part of that was... Come on, come on. And I think you're seeing some hosts that shall not be named uh, changing some behaviors. I think you're seeing, uh, you know, it, money always talks. Business always talks, right? <laughs> and and my, my old buddy, Jim Costa, is now there, and I wish him nothing but success. Um, he's a fill-in host for now. 
if if he continues his career arc, he won't be filling in for people for long. They'll be filling in for him. I love Jim. Great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen to him when he's on. He's great. Um, he's acerbic. He does not. He doesn't candy coat things, and he is not fanboy. Um, he's yeah. kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but he comes at it from a place of. of Good logic, and we we got. I got him. I had great arguments with him off the air. I can can we coax him on the show? Do you think? I, I, yeah, I'm sure he would come on. I'll, we'll get him on sometime. Let's do that because I yeah. would love to see some of your off air conversations <laughs> on it because we can do it here, right? I mean, because because as you know, I like to be the smartest guy in the room, and he likes to be the smartest guy in the room. And while I will tell you that I'm smarter than him, he will tell you that he's smarter than me. And we butted heads on that, like with our takes a lot. And it was a lot of fun. It made for good radio too. It's awesome. It's awesome. (laughs) So it wasn't a salary cap thing that you can't buy a locker room. It wasn't. No, it 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 was not. uh, You can't buy a stadium thing, but it's a free agency thing. You can't buy the guys to make the change. You don't want to keep paying premium free agents as the core of your team. You use, you use your free agents as augmentation. For what you've got, that's that's where you go. Okay, okay, um, okay. Let me think about this as I've screwed up my windows. Yeah, gotta fix that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm moving. I, I bumped my motion. mouse and started dragging things. Um, okay, so you can't buy the locker room, but let's talk about some of the natural change that occurs by changing the people who are supposedly in charge in the locker room. And I'm not talking from a player perspective. I'm talking about from a coaching perspective. Um, this is one of the reasons why you may find Kenny Galladay coming back for a little cheaper. And I'm tying this all back. The all tie back thing, right? That oh, that originally was, yeah. Then originally was discussed, right? The number he wanted was probably what it costs for me to put up with the Patricia regime. Uh, a locker room can significantly change based on the coaches that are in there. And God, these guys coming in with the Honest to goodness um, experience, having been players, having actually done this, really so many former players really means a lot. It it, it carries weight. It's not somebody does like I said with uh um oh what's his name with Patricia. It was about inauthenticity. It was about playing a role of what he thought it should be and not really being who he 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 was and and what he was. And that that people see through that. They did, and and uh, (laughs) we we've we've spoken too much about that. But yes, you're absolutely right. His inauthenticity doomed him with the locker room. Yep, yep. I'm dealing with it now. You and and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys something again. We'll get to it. You don't quit a job. You quit a boss. Hundred percent. You quit a boss. (laughs) You may move on for better pay or something else, but when you quit, you're quitting a boss, a manager, whatever. I can tell you from straight experience. <laughs> <This is> real. <laughs> yeah, you you might you might know about that, Chris. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Kenny Galladay was in a position where he was quitting a boss. There's a lot of players there that were quitting a boss, and there, there's a different boss now who has credibility, who is authentic. You may think it's a little silly that Dan is so emotional in the way that he is, uh, and and. I mean, I'll, I'll accelerate a little bit into the idea of, you know, when he opened up his interview, Sheila talked about when he stepped in. He's like, oh, that was great. He opened it with, I really want this job. Stared into the camera. I want this job. <laughs> and that, that was his opening line yeah. to the owner of the Detroit Lions. And that is, I'll, I'll tell you and this again, just for you folks, you never negotiate 
or give up your negotiating position on a job until the offer's in your hand. That's when you have the most power. That's when you can make your move and get your pay and all those things. You never walk in desperate or you never walk in. You walk in as this is a negotiation where you're never given anything away till you have your offer. He walked in and he wanted it so bad. He was willing, it seems, to lay all of his leverage cards right there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then so you have to be pretty confident in yourself to do that. And then come out and say, here's why I deserve the job and then expect that you're going to be able to to nail that. So, look, a lot a lot of credit to 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 the idea of Spielman not being able to buy a locker room talking about that. Uh, the idea of who's leaving, why, and how much you're going to have to pay to keep them, and then the idea of this whole interview. This is a whole different dynamic. This is a completely really different is. dynamo. Yeah. And, and the other thing with free agency, and I tried to tie this in, the thing that I wrote about it, was that you hired a director of collegiate scouting. Where have the Rams been really good at finding guys like Cooper Cup, guys in the middle rounds, um, you know, guys who can play – right away as a fourth round pick or a sixth round pick. they find guys like that. They're good at identifying people who fit into the culture that they want. Free agents don't always do that. You, you run the risk of, you know, they're, they're just not going to fit with your locker room. When you create the locker room with, through the draft and through internal things like that, that's, that's a very different dynamic. I think, uh, and a couple of people brought this up on Twitter in comments, and I don't remember who it was, but they, they deserve credit for this. Uh, and there are my mentions if you really need to see it. About that's 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 the Lions team that Spielman was on. You know, guys like Lomas Brown came up through. Spielman was there. Um, That whole team was organic. They didn't really bring in a lot from the outside, and they were a great team. Did they achieve what we all wanted them to? No, but they closest we've ever gotten. And and let's tie (laughs) it back. Why were the Patriots successful? What was the Patriot way? It was having a quarterback who was willing not to take all the money and let his supermodel wife earn the family's money and allow you to build the winner. Now you're in Tampa, and what are they doing? You have this emotional investment, and you're absolutely right, Zach, uh, in the chat. When you have an emotional investment in your team, you want to see the team succeed just as much as the fans. Mike Evans, yeah. I'll, I'll play for less. Uh, Gronk, I'm coming back. And he's going to play. Yeah. He knows he's going to play for less. He's not coming back for money. He's coming back to win. You have guys that are emotionally invested. Mom, where's my football pants? <laughs> yeah. And and to <laughs> Spielman's word, not just on free agency, no nowhere else. You can't you cannot buy a locker room. You pay your free agent a bunch of money to just to keep him, Kenny Galladay. If he's not there, if he's not emotionally invested, you do not have that locker room, and you are going to risk uh, your ability to continue to win games. That's a part of the way the game works right now, and the salary cap is such that we've seen it. That's what it takes to truly build a, a, a team. Either a whole bunch of rookies on rookie contracts that you're going to have to blow out and get new rookies and replace them with, or guys that are willing to play for a little less because they know they're going to win and they want to win. I think that's yeah. the real NFL way now. Absolutely. And that you're seeing that with Kansas City. You're seeing it with Tampa Bay. You saw it with Seattle for a few years where, where people wanted to be there and, and, and doing that. Um, they, they've obviously as we talked about earlier, had some draft follies that have prevented them from doing that. That's one of the reasons why they're falling away now. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore has been fantastic at doing that. That's that's an Ozzie Newsome trait. Yeah. Um, if, if you're going to emulate a good team, you might want to emulate Ozzie, um, one, one of the best both as a player and as a GM. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a Dan Campbell fan, we got the MCDC shirt. It's not the the ripoff ACDC logo. This one's a pretty cool one. Got a, a real old school, old oldie lion. It does. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. You can check it out at DetroitLionsPodcast.store. We also have a pretty fun. Um, it's it's based on 
uh, Goff in the in the, uh, the yeah. text, the team text where he said he supposedly said allegedly said is the word we use in journalism. That's alleged. Now. Um, I would pipe Sean's girlfriend. Um, it's a Goff plumbing shirt, and it's definitely worth. <laughs> worth a check it's funny i i actually got him in three colors just because i'm that kind of guy <laughs> that's great that's great check it out uh i was gonna show one again darn it i forgot i had the thing today um yeah. detroit lions i put in your house your room is nowhere near where you're at either no. so <laughs> <laughs> detroit lions podcast.com slash store check them out they are great great shirts i'll tell you um there will be an i love snatch shirt i just you guys you guys in the chat have been all over it i'm going to put something together with uh i don't know if it'll be a big diamond or what it is but i i made the reference it's going to be a drop the whole thing i really i really did a, did a number today all right so let's talk about um his opening line again i really want this job what we were referring to um I've been un, you know under a little bit of pressure here. I've is, is this is this what you did with your your job situation? I have I am in, currently in the process. Yes, I had what is my final interview today at a at a new place, and it's a significant move. It's a it's a lot of big deal. It's been a lot of pressure and 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 yeah. stuff going on. So that's part of what kept me out of the the vlog this last week, and what's kind of kept me distracted. Like I said, today was the last interview. Now I'm just waiting for the final answer. Uh, or the offer is, is is what I'm waiting on. But I've, I've done my research enough. I know that we're going to be in a good spot when that rolls up. But good. Well, I hope it works out for you. Yeah, it's it's, it's aggravating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there we are. That's how I know about leaving a boss <laughs> as well as some other things. So with that, let's see. Do we talk about fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com? You guys know that. Go get your Lions merch there. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast and all that. Riz, yes, do it. I think we got. We're going to leave your. I think we're good. Yeah. Alone, alone, Parsons at seven. We'll hit that next week. There's a couple guys because I want to talk about. We'll we'll talk about more draft stuff next week. Um, I'll be more in tune for it because um, I'm I'm really getting into that now. That's going to be the focus on my writing, especially after like next week. Yep. yep. Um, I'm really getting into that. Um, but uh, quick tease. I like Jalen Waddle's wide receiver number one. I was one. just gonna say you did a, a quick. You had an article that was a tease today about Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, and I want to roll somebody else into this because we everyone talks about just trade back, which we act like is super super easy. Like you don't need someone who wants to trade forward, but the whole concept of trade back or where do we land with Amari Rogers? And and just before the show, Ooh, we briefly touched, touched on good. it. I have him ranked higher than you do. I and I think he's a uh, but. Let's see where. Uh, let me pull up my spreadsheet here on where I'm at. Okay. Uh, I think he's in the 40s for it. No, he's not even there. Uh, I have him at 77 right now. Um, that's all subject to change. That's all very much in paper. Yep, yep, yep. Um, he he is two spots behind Dwayne Eskridge for me right now from Western Michigan. Interesting, but again, some of that some of that is is biased. The fact that I live I live you know 40 minutes from Western Michigan and I've seen Eskridge play a lot. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, let me. I'm, I'm going to try to get mine here really quick. Um, where do I have Rogers? Do, 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 do. I have him definitely higher than you do. Uh, here he is. Oh no, I have him at 48. Overall. Wow. Yeah. Now this was before the Senior Bowl, but I don't think he hurt 
him. I think he played well in, in, in Mobile. Sorry, I have him 48th overall of the senior bowl players. I have him at 152 overall. Sorry. Okay. All there right. we go. There we go. Now I'm now I'm. So he he's um, he's somebody that uh, I think he's going to get hurt a little bit by playing with a great quarterback and in a system that has produced some some wide receivers that have been. I mean, obviously DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in football. Uh, guys like Mike Williams, uh, T. Higgins, they're really good, but they're not like they're kind of like one A's or you know. Yeah number twos and, and really good ones at that. I, and I like T Higgins a lot, but they haven't been that guy. And I don't think Rogers is accomplished or as big as those guys either. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, now Devonte Smith and, and Ash bangs the table on this. You guys will hear more about Ash as we go on. To, um, yes. Devonte Smith is the, the knock on him is how slight and frail he is. And we're getting into this. We didn't want to get into this, but here we are. <laughs> Very quickly, we'll wrap it up quick. Yeah, yeah. He's just not, and 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 so I want to ask you about Smith versus Waddle, just on the availability front, because I know how big you are. Waddle was hurt. Yeah, I and you know I'm very skittish about injuries. That's um, I I would I would have missed several good players because I was too worried about their injuries. Uh, Yeah, Josh Allen being one of them. I think what happened with Waddle it was was a freak accident. I don't think it's something where he's had a, a litany of so, like Tua. Tua's had soft tissue injuries going back a long way. I wouldn't have I would I would not have drafted him. I had a, an undraftable situation. If you take talent on the field, I thought he was the third or fourth best quarterback in the draft last year, but I I, I couldn't do that. Available you gotta you gotta be able to be on the field. I don't have much concern with Waddle on that. Um, and, and it's weird because he's he's bigger than Smith, but has missed more games. Uh, Smith goes to the NFL, and the most common the most common uh, suggestion or, or comparison is Tavon Austin. Mm. They're very different players, very different. Tavon Austin won almost exclusively by having faster feet than everybody else, and that's not how Devontae Smith wins. Right. So while they're they're similar sized, uh, the, the, the games are very different. Um, I. It, it's troubling that he weighs 175 to 178 pounds. Yes, it is. Uh, but his route running, his he's never shied away from from making contested catches when he's had to. He's really, really good at, at protecting himself, and he, you never see a guy get a clean hit on him. You really don't. So some of that is mitigated there. I think at worst, at worst, he's Cole Beasley, and Cole Beasley is a pretty good wide receiver. He's has now you're not taking you're not taking that in the first round. That's that's the thing. Um, I do think so. Somebody asked me to rank the the Alabama wide receivers of the last couple of years. Jerry Judy would be number one, um, and he he was phenomenal last year. He was in the running for my number one overall player last year. He's great. He did not have a great year in Denver. Some of that was quarterback related. Uh, then I would have then I would have Waddle. Then I would have Smith. Then I would have Ruggs from last year. Good, good. I like it. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull your ears anymore <laughs> you've, yeah you've worked hard tonight and it's your first it's your first show i don't i don't, I don't want to it is, out, it's right? my first show as the official co-host there so. you go That's, thank you riz i appreciate it again yes. love having you on and i love i love what our future looks like together and and again there's no ill feelings between case or anybody else no it's not just, at all case is always welcome in my house if he ever wants to come over <laughs> that's right so it's not the master bedroom <laughs> Yeah. There we go. All right. With that bombshell, remember, <laughs> don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get into the Slack chat. Riz, Ash, Chris, Case, 
everybody. Sandman, we're all there. We hang out. A lot of good people. Greatest, most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Just start as little as a dollar a month and you'll get access to that. And I'm telling you, especially the off season, it is a wonderful place to be. Get to us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, and at Jeff Risden. Spell it like it sounds. If you don't, you're, oh, it's not, a, it's not a Z, I guess it's an S. Risden, Jeff Risden. <laughs> and uh, spell it like it sounds. You have a good time. Thank you. <laughs> Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us at the Lions Line, 929 Lions, 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can do what, Riz? We can come in your ears automatically. I love it. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Thank you for that last super chat. You guys are the bomb. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.